Hey everyone, uh, this is Project Restart Liftoff. Uh, we have new people joining us today uh, for this. Uh, Kenna is a Manchester United fan. Thanks for coming on, Kenna. Thanks for having me. Okay. Uh, next person is Ono. He's making a comeback. Sportsman. He ran away when we were trying to do a sports season review so far, but he, we found a way to catch him. Ono, thanks for coming again. Uh, Steven. Hey. I know you, your name, keeps, your name keeps changing, so Steven, right? I'm Steven, it's always been my name. That's your name, okay, okay, it's okay. Okay, so you're coming out, this is your coming out party. <laughs> <laughs> I've been Steven, actually, people, people call me Steven. I know, I know, I'm just messing with you. Uh, EJ uh, is part of the team, EJ, thanks for coming again. Thank you for having me again. Okay, uh, before we jump into the topics, uh, I'd like to do a quick admin where you can find us. On Twitter, it's footy at fantasy to be at the top, clipped at the top of the video you guys will see when it comes out. On YouTube, is footy fantasy. On Instagram, fantasy footy. On Facebook, actually footy fans. And the website is footyfantasy.com. We also have an audio podcast. You can find us anywhere. You find your podcast, it's the Footy Fantasy Podcast on Spotify, iTunes, everywhere. Oh, so we jump in. Uh, I think the best place to start is uh, with Kenna. So, Kenna, you think Ole gets to, you know, console the special one again? Sports Manchester United. Uh, and just for, I guess, for context, the first leg was, uh, was that in October? I think sometime October 4. If I was it December? First leg, okay. Where um, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer got to coach the master. So, what are your thoughts about this game, considering where everybody is? You know, it's almost like a new season all over again, in my opinion. What are your thoughts? Yeah. So, for me, it's um, it's kind of hard because the whole coronavirus kind of derailed any momentum that most people have. Mm -hmm. It feels like it's a general reset, as in everybody gets to start from ground zero. Um, looking at our stats um, against Spurs, I think that United has a good record. Uh, you know, if you look at it from a five-game perspective against Spurs, but like I said, it's hard to, it's hard to make a, an accurate prediction because everybody's starting, everybody's lethargic, everybody has, like, even, like, the, the training regimens that was set up, you know, there was a lot of pause between it, so I don't really know if, they are going to continue with the same momentum that they had the last time out. If that's the case, then I'm a bit more confident. But that being said, there's Jose Mourinho, and he's very unpredictable. You don't know what kind of Spurs you're going to get. If it's a Spurs that will come out with Harry Kane firing on all cylinders and the team gels, it might be difficult for us. The only thing I'm happy about is that because there are, no, there are no fans, so it feels like a neutral venue type of thing. So in these type of games, without like the pressure of the fans and everything, I expect United to, to do well. Um, but yeah, bottom line is um, I'm not bold enough to make a prediction because <laughs> all the things that have happened, the fan in me believes we're going to win, but the... You know, the objective person in me is like, 
just kind of wait and see to kind of see how everything pans out. Okay, okay. I mean, that that is a fair point. Uh, I do know. I remember you. Correct me if I'm, if I'm wrong. You are like a big fan of uh, Jose Mario. Is that correct? So, yeah. Oh, so used I to be. Used to be. Used to be. I'm still, I'm still a fan of. I'm still a fan of, of Mourinho. Okay. It's a lot of. It's a lot of people off, but the reason why I like him is because I think he he came to United what I felt we needed at that time, which is a track record of winning and a personality that is not dwarfed by the players he's coaching. Okay. So if he had a if he had a philosophy to instill in the team, they had no choice but to listen because he's more successful than them on an individual level. And I felt we needed that because a lot of the players are beginning to drift and you know they're beginning to not be disillusioned. So that's kind of why I gravitated towards him. On a personality level, I find him abrasive, but we're not making friends here, right? We're okay. what's best for the club. So yeah, that being said, I like what he brings to the table. I like the fact that he's, he has a winner mentality. I feel, you know, given more time and more resources and him toning down his abrasive behavior, we would have gotten more from his brain. That being said, I'm not looking out for him to fail anywhere else, you know, unless he's mm. playing us. So yeah. Okay, okay. That's, that, those are very fair points. Uh, oh no. So what are you, uh, tell me about uh, Mario, what are your thoughts? Are you back on the, because you know we had this long discussion about him versus Poch and all of that, blah, blah, and you said, if I remember, correct me if I'm wrong, it was the right decision. So first, let's start with what are your thoughts, because I've not talked to you for a while, you know, Mario's reign so far, then we can get, we can delve into the game coming up on Wednesday. I mean, it's Friday, rather, Friday. First of all, I, I think that this corona break has been really bad for people. I mean, we've lost lives right. a lot financially and in so many ways. But if we're speaking about football and Tottenham and the state of our team, it's probably a good thing just for that transition from Hodge to Mourinho. So even though they haven't been training together all this time, Right, so they've only I don't know how many weeks they've trained together since they let them play, but we needed that reset time. I think this is probably the first time Mourinho came into a team after the season has started. You can correct me if you guys correct. That's true. That's, 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 that's correct. Time. And it was so clear in the way that players were going into games. Everything was so individual. It was so clear that we weren't ready for the Champions League, like because. The whole idea, the whole tactic they had before the whole strategy was completely upended, and they didn't know how to run it the Mourinho way. So even though he could bring some things immediately, like some defensive styles of play, it, it was just so haphazard. From one game to the next, we would lose you know, one, two, or we'd win a game three, one, or you'd have a great goal. We didn't even know what we were seeing as, as Tottenham fans. So I kind of, I really like this. I, I really like the fact that they've had time to talk. I mean, even with my team, I'm coaching a team, and I can see that, like, even though we're not training together, but we have meetings every week. We're, 
we're talking, we're you know getting them stimulated, getting them to understand a different style of play. And yeah. all of our players needed that so bad. So as bad as this break could have been for Liverpool, for us, it's that much. It's that much, you know, positive. Okay. So I think we have a much better chance against Man U than we would have had, you know, some months back. Okay. I'm 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 positive for the game. So, if you had to do a prediction, what are your thoughts on the prediction for the game? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy you didn't say score prediction. I'm like, I don't have score prediction. <laughs> I, I don't like that y'all brought Igalo back. That's I, I think that's great for you. Okay. Not, not good for us. Not good for us. He's a he's a very he's it's a bad matchup for our defenders. Okay, I think Igalo scores if he plays against us. You guys have defenders? We can go into that. We can go into what? <laughs> you guys have defenders? <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I, I would say I would say we get away with, you know, not a clean sheet, but 2-1. Two, 2-1. One. Two, one. Oh, you think that now we win? Interesting. Definitely. Uh. <laughs> also, you have Rashford coming back. I don't think he's played for a while. Yeah. Maybe people think, oh, he's, he's probably – recovered or recuperated because of the break. Coming back from injury to a high level of play is still still very difficult. And coming back against Tottenham, you know that Mourinho's gonna try to put somebody on him or try to target that weakness. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as we don't play Harry Winks, we're good. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. Okay, okay. Um this is about thoughts though. Uh just like what Everybody has said, I think it's very hard to tell what's going to happen. I think fitness is going to be everything because match tempo is definitely lost. Intensity is lost. And that's how, that's how any kind of tactical work can come into play. So it's good. match fitness of how all of them come out of the traps is going to be very critical. And I could not even tell how that's going to play out. Number two, like um, both of you have said, especially Kenna, Mori is a dangerous person when he has time to plan. This match is vendetta for him. It means a lot to him. Um, so because of that, I know he's going to try to target our weaknesses. And to be honest, both teams play a similar style of football. The only difference is um, Ole has quicker players, younger players who can break quicker, but they both sit back and break, right? So if I want to be very simplistic, and I say this a lot in my United games on that only, and I've been right for most of the time, I think who scores first wins that game, to be honest. That's the way I see that game. But who scores first wins that game. If we score first, we win. If Spurs score first, they win. That's the right spot I see. And because of that, I think it's going to be a draw. I said it's going to be a draw because both teams are going to be very... The match fitness, I don't expect it to be there. It's going to be like... It's going to be KG. It's going to be a KG game. And I, I see a draw in that game. I might be wrong, but that's what I think. Oh, no. Ken, I'm shaking his head. You don't think it's going to be a draw? No. I don't think so. I think it's going to be an outright winner. Okay. I agree with what you said that whoever scores first wins. Because if you look at it, traditionally, Ole's in-game management has not been great. Yeah. And almost every time we go down, we lose. Correct. We never So our only hope is to start the game right out of the blocks and score first. If we do score first, we're actually winning that game. Why do y'all but say I, that? I, I don't 
I don't get bugs. Why? Why do you think? Sorry? Why do you think if you score first or Spurs score first, why would that team win? Like, what are y'all saying? So, like I said, statistically speaking, United does not respond well to being behind. Oh, so, okay. if Spurs were to actually score first, there's a high probability Spurs is winning that game. But if you look at our stats, when we usually concede first, it's almost 80% probability we're to lose. So that plays on the players. So they will be trying to score first. As soon as we actually, from the first whistle, they'll be trying to get that first goal. We have a, we have a good defense now, so we can solidify, you know, and tighten things up in the midfield because we know Mourinho is not going to be very ad, ad, adventurous, right? He's not going to go gung-ho and, you know, like expand the field to cross and have people. Mourinho is not adventurous. That's we like that. He's very pragmatic. So if you score first, chances are he's gunning for a 2-1 win or he's going to do damage limitation to make sure you don't score again. And in that case, it plays into Ole's hands because Ole has quicker players. Yeah. So, the problem is execution of that has been really poor for Spurs. Like, Mourinho might want to do that, but if you notice in his games with Spurs before this break, he, would, he might try to do that, but we were letting in so many goals just because the players don't understand how to defend in that way yet. So... That's a, I don't know if you, if you remember what I'm saying. What I'm saying about it. our games at the end of the year, um, we just could not keep a clean sheet. Even when we would score, we concede. It just seemed to be not a Mourinho team, like people would say. So, so I see us. I see us. If Mourinho's smart, which I think he is, as a coach, he's either tried to get that know-how to them. Or we're going to be more adventurous than normal and try to get the goals against you guys. The problem for us in this game is you have Fernandez, you have uh, Fred, who's kind of making a comeback this season. And I think Pogba's back. Yeah, he is. And so I, I see your central midfield strengthening, and our central midfield is probably the weakest that. Mourinho's ever had in his life, and probably the weakest Spurs have had in a while, just as a team. So, because our core is so poor, we can't do that defensive game that you're talking about. I, I see your point. Normally, it would happen, but our core is so weak. Even in Dombele, our record signing, apart from Mourinho's issues with him, he has a stamina problem. Like he cannot last the game. Forget about pers personally what people say about his motivation. He just can't last the game. So he either is taken off early or he comes in much later in the game. It's, it's just, I, I see us, I, I feel we'll do better if we just try to focus on our attacking qualities. Such or you. One trying to be defensive and, you know, hit, hit that low block. The one word I see Mourinho with his back against the wall. I'm very wary about when people count him out and you know he has an injury an injury pileup. That's when he tries his best to actually conjure up one kind of miraculous win. It's it's his style. It's his it's his persona. 
Yeah. I would be more comfortable if he was in a place of comfort. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. To have, you know, so first of all, I think the the you guys pressed too high and too hard under Pochettino. There was a level of fatigue that set that set in, right? Towards the end of the season, and it carried on to that. Like you hit a high ceiling, and then all of a sudden the performances started to drop. And that's when Mourinho comes in to try to reorient the players. So it's kind of like the players are fatigued from the previous manager who drills them and makes them fit. And they had already started dropping their performance level. And then somebody comes in to try to reorient them again to his own playing style. So there's obviously going to be some flux here and there. Yeah. So the problem is Mourinho has had such a long time to utilize that uh, that drop, right? And he's had a long time to kind of impart. So I was looking at his, um, watching him, and he was going to the players' houses to talk to them, arranging one-on-one sessions during the coronavirus. I didn't see another, right? So he already knows he's starting at a deficit, and we're trying to plug it. So counting him out because of a couple of injuries or player player performance drops is not really the best idea because I have seen him produce results with much worse. So I'm I'm not counting him out. I'm not counting him out. I I was just countering that idea that we would score and set a low block Mm. and defend the rest of the game. That's that's what I was going at. I was saying that we're not able to do that very well. So if our coach is relaxing into that tactic, probably not the best. That's what I was saying. I'm not counting him out, but I see your point. The only thing I'm going to say is one word. One word is Sergio (laughs) Reed. That's not going to work if that guy is there. (laughs) That guy is, oh my goodness. That guy's a terrible defender. (laughs) That's not true, man. Oh, he's a terrible defender. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) My boy. (laughs) Serge Serge is a great defender. Serge is a great defender. He has some issues sometimes about just choosing when to commit. He, he just commits too fast sometimes. He's a good defender, good attacking, attacking right back. I'm not going to go at him like that. Come on. Okay. Okay. Well, I don't know about that. That's, they're, just bigging, they're just bigging him up. So I think he's now sliding to – EJ is kind of getting bored of us talking about. Uh, so let's slide into the Arsenal. Can I, can I say I do think I do think it will be a draw, two-all draw. That's what you is that what you think or what you want? You need to That's what I think will happen. Pretty sure that will happen. I want to talk. I don't. I won't say what I want. Who's on top of what? Who's on top of who on the table? Really, DJ? I don't know. I don't know. Well, I'll talk about Tottenham. I had three points. Okay. Oh, okay. Draw. Draw. Okay, Tottenham's ahead of you guys. So, EJ, the Arsenal Man City, this is gonna be a, I can't just like a friendly act. It's, it's almost like a friendly, does it? Does it matter yeah. for anything? <laughs> it's no, I think what's it's, it's poetic, you know. Like, I mean, this is the game that kind of stopped the season, right? Like, we were supposed to play the match, that's and true. then our, our coach caught, um, caught the virus and pretty much paralyzed the season. I would say that's what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, we're look. <laughs> 
it's 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 interesting. You know, like the last time we played, the last time we beat City in any competition was um, I, I think it was 2017. That's the last time we beat Pep, um, and that was the FA Cup. So I'm just saying that because we don't have a good track record against Pep's City. Um, before that, we beat them. Beat them at I believe we beat them at home. Maybe it was 2014, 2015 season where we had that really uh, one of my favorite games of that season. At the Tesco in that game? No, uh, I think it was Theo uh, and. That's the, I think the, the one you scored is the 2011 one, right? Ah, okay, okay. okay. That's what I was remembering. Okay. Yeah. The 20, 2014, um, 2015 one, he, I don't believe he scored. I'm pretty sure it was Theo and it may have been Sanchez. I'm not sure who the second person was. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'm saying all that to say that, you know, look from the outside looking in, we have no shot against City. But I do want to, I, I want to give us the shot. I'm going to tell you why we do have a shot against City um, on Wednesday. Um, look, our coach, Arteta, you guys all know him well. You guys know, I've yeah, said can, before on this podcast. Kenna has a nickname for him. He was his nickname, Kenna. <laughs> I think so, just tell uh, her. Just tell her the nickname. There's <laughs> you. There's head gel, Gradiola. There's... Uh, wow. There's, uh, so it's not a, it's just a concept. Like we okay. tell him, we did that he was carrying Guardiola's laptop bag while he was at. Oh wow! Okay, so I'll let you guys let me finish talking, and then you can say all you want to say. But I didn't, I didn't, I didn't hear myself interrupt anyone. Okay. I think, so, okay, go ahead, go ahead. I'll tell. So I'll say it later. You say after I'm done, since yeah. you guys have no respect for my coach, I don't want to hear it. All right. So, Arteta, I think. Um, and, you know, you guys can say he was his caddy. I don't know what you guys are. I mean, that's essentially what you're implying. Um, when we know, and that may be a joke, but we know the opposite is true. We know that the players revered him at City. And even when he came to us, um, he's pretty much changed our squad, turned our squad around. You guys may not know, but, I mean, since our last coach left till now, we've, not, we've done nothing but go up, you know, improve. So that's kind of what we wanted to see. Also, during this pandemic, what we've also seen was, um, you know, I don't know what other teams were doing. I'm not going to say you weren't doing anything because, like you said, Mourinho was, I believe, was going to people's houses and talking to them, and which was against the rules. So we didn't break the rules. All we did was send them videos, make them train. <laughs> I don't know why owners looking like that. I'm um, sorry. Make them train. Like, he was setting training schedules, individual schedules for the players that they were having to carry out on their own in their houses. And then eventually when you could bring a few players to the club he was doing that so we've been working this entire time i'm not saying other teams weren't working i have no idea what city was doing because i don't follow them but yeah i have to assume they were doing something right because otherwise what what are we you guys are players you should be getting ready so we were staying on our toes um again we know arteta has he has the inside scoop the inside scoop is the big deal. We don't know what that scoop is yet because, I mean, City has a style, right? They press, 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 press. They occupy. They, you know, they don't give you any room. Like, they beat us 3-0 in our last game at our house. In the, I believe it was in the first half, right? Was it in the first half? I think yeah, by the first yeah. half, they scored all the goals. And then they right. did damage. They didn't do anything after, um, after the first half. We looked better, but we couldn't score. I saw, I remember looking at Arteta that day, and I believe he knew that he was coming to us. You know how these coaches know? They're, they probably had already, maybe they didn't, I think they started talking to him, but it, we heard about them talking to him after that game. So my guess is they had already approached him, and 
he if you looked at him that game, he just you could see he felt bad for us. Even though he was on their team, he felt bad for us. So I think this game is he's not gonna let what happened to us in that game happen in this game. I think we're going to be ready for City. We're going to be prepared to adapt to whatever tactics they bring, which, like I said, is more of they have that, that pressing occupying game where they're just going to try and control the ball, control the tempo, control everything, and be very fast-paced. Uh, man for man, we know that we can't match them man for man. Uh, I think maybe you could argue that Oba can stand next to Aguero. I don't even know if Aguero is fit. I know he was one of the players hesitating to train um, when they said they could all go train. So, look, best case scenario, we get a win. I don't know how, but because I'm a fan and I'm an optimist, I can't, you know, I, you know, I cannot come on your podcast and predict that Arsenal will lose. I don't know why you expect me to say anything else. 2-1, Arsenal City. Mm, okay. That's a very optimistic view, you know, uh, which is good. It's good that you're being this optimistic. It's always better to start the season like that. Yes. So the, the, the nickname I remember, maybe it's not Kenan, I give him that nickname. It's, they, it's I think you. they call him, they get him, no, 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 I, I, heard, I saw it online, I'm being honest, they call him Pet Light. That's what I, I saw that somewhere okay. online. <laughs> <laughs> you said what? It was you. Okay, I saw that and I laughed. So okay. how, how have you come up with all the nicknames for Arteta? What, what has he done to you that deserves? I all the nicknames for all sorts of people. Like okay, it's, uh, so it's nothing personal. No, 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 not at all. So it's like, I think it was, it was a season, it was a game that Guardiola, Lampard, and Arteta, they all failed to win. So I think I was like, it was, I tweeted Pep, Pep Light, and Brexit Pep. Correct. That's what I said. Wow. Nothing personal against Arteta. I, actually, I think he's a nice guy, you know? But in the law of board and football banter, Everybody that's not on your team. It's fair game. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, I, I, I actually think it's a good. I actually, and I've said it, you know, I've said it before. I think he can be a good manager if he's backed. I see the fruits of the possibility of him being a good manager. I'm always. Just, I said he's a good guy. No, I'm saying me, me. No, this is my opinion. <laughs> and I've said it before. I think he can be. I don't want anybody to say that. <laughs> I personally don't think he's that good a manager. I think he's a good man manager, as okay. in I think that he can get the players to play for him, and I think he can respect them. I'm not convinced on his technical abilities until I see it over a span of, I see like consistent results. Yeah. Over a span that I can say yes, maybe like a season or two. I think right. that's fair. I think that happens to everyone, right? Yeah, that's everyone fair. gets it. The fair period. That's fair. That's what I think. That's how people are giving Unai so much time. What did I say? I don't, I'm not one of those people that need to see someone for two years. I don't. Like, I, I give you, I see what I need to see. And I, I make my snap decision. And, you know, I, I live and die by my decision. I do think he's, he's going to be better for us than um, Unai, definitely. And, you know, depending on I, I, what you said is important, are we going to be backed? Because, you yeah. know, we can't hide behind um, paying players' pittances and these players wanting to leave. Uh, we talked about all about the last time, him not signing, that he hasn't signed yet. And, you know, I know coronavirus has messed things up now, but um, is he going to sign? His contract ends next year. You know, we don't know if we can keep, hold on to the players we have. So if the club doesn't back him and, you know, 
open if they don't open their wallets, then he's gonna be you know gonna have to deal with um, play with the cards he's dealt. And I don't know about that. Uh, so you say two one. So Kevin, what do you think is gonna end? Man City, Arsenal. Man City, Arsenal. Uh, two zero to City. Okay. Oh no. Three one City. Three one City. Okay, stay with you. Score predictions, Villa, Chelsea. Hold on. Chelsea, I haven't looked at what Villa's done in the break at all. Maybe just because of small club. I, I, I like Chelsea before, before the break. They're doing good. And if Pulisic settles, yeah, 2-0. Two 2-0 zero. Two zero to Chelsea. Can I? I'm going to go 1-1. Oh, okay. Jack Grealish was 1-4 for, for Villa. Mm, EJ. Villa, I Villa, Villa always tries and then they, they never finish. So I'm going to give them 2-3. I think Chelsea will beat them. I think they'll mm. be close and then Chelsea just beat them at the end. Okay. I said 2-1. I said 2-1 Chelsea. Uh, so stay with EJ. The, the Merseyside Derby. Oh my God. Everton Liverpool. Ah, okay. Liverpool. Uh, whose house is it? Everton? Yeah. Oh, okay. We'll give them a goal. It's always, and, but no one's there, right? No fans. Yeah, doesn't yeah. matter, yeah. Liverpool will beat them. 2-0. Can I? I don't think Everton has beaten Liverpool recently, though. In, like, almost over a decade. Like, donkey years. <laughs> Same first prediction to give it to Liverpool. I would go 2-0 to Liverpool. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, no. I think Liverpool actually spanks Everton. I just think I don't see Everton's attacking power. I say like three zero, four zero, just just to be light. I guess I'll I'll say three zero. Three zero, yeah. I think three one. I think they'll get a, a goal. Uh, last uh, one, Watford Leicester. Oh no, stay with you. Is Watford. it Watford Leicester? Watford Wolves. Watford Leicester. Okay. Oh, I have Bournemouth Wolves here. But it's okay. Yeah, yeah. We we'll talk about that one too. So okay, just right, let's right right around the two. Bournemouth Wolves. Watford-Leicester. Bournemouth is weird. Uh, draw with Wolves. Probably a draw. Because okay. Wolves are in the moment that they lost that. I don't think they'll get back like that. Uh, and then Leicester beats Watford. Leicester beats Watford. Uh, I would say 2-1. 2-1. Okay. Okay, now. Uh, Leicester win 3-1. Uh, Wolves and Bournemouth are expected to be a 2-2 draw. Okay. Uh, EJ? Watford wins 2-1. Um, Wolves beat Bournemouth 2-1. Okay. Okay. And welcome to another Fantasy Premier League segment where we're going to be talking about the imminent return of the Fantasy Premier League. Many people have been looking forward to it. And now it is time Start putting in your thinking caps. Start getting ready because we're about to eat the home stretch. Nine games to go. You can still get a lot of points and especially with game week 30 plus, which we are going to have unlimited transfers. We are going to have transfers which won't cost you any points and you can rejig your squad. And even better, it is a double game week. So Manchester City, Arsenal, Villa and Sheffield United will have two games each. So how are you going to go about it? 
the prevalent plan is to get as many players as you can from each of those four teams and maybe try to maximize this double game week because there might be no other double game week for the rest of the season so you can plan accordingly get as many players as you can from these teams and then walk your way forward from game week 31 use one of your chips if you have it if you have your bench boost might be a good time to use it if you have a free hit might be a good time to use it and if you have a triple captain why not go all out try to maximize this double game week we're going to have a lot of fun with the rest of the premier league starting off on wednesday and we'll see how it goes keep going and talk to you on the next segment next week and see how we all get on yeah uh come to the end of the pod uh thank you guys for coming on kenna uh odo steven steven sorry i said steven thank you guys for coming on ej this was fun uh project lift starts on wednesday the, and uh, i'm excited hopefully